change your perception of what you're looking at and everything changes. Hey, my name is Georgio Janis and this is the How To Do Life podcast. If you've ever felt that no matter what you try, something is missing, then you're in the right place. My aim with this podcast is to begin filling in those blanks for you. So open your mind and get ready because I'm about to show you an entirely different way to look at your life. And once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. So let's get started. All right, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Let's jump right in. Let's not waste any more time on this. I want to talk about vulnerability. The reason being, this is a crucial communication tool. And I think it's undervalued by a lot of people. Why? I don't really know. I mean, if I'm to think about it and I'm to contemplate it, which I've done a few times, the thing that I keep landing on when it comes to vulnerability, or at least why it's not something a lot of people use, is because of fears that are in the way. So if you experience some level of fear about what it means to be vulnerable, or you've experienced some kind of pain associated with the idea of being vulnerable, then you will do everything you can to avoid it, no matter what the circumstances are. Now, that's something I've experienced in my own life until I started seeing the importance and value of being vulnerable when it comes to communicating in a lot of different settings. And now I use it as a tool for communication. To me, the idea of being vulnerable isn't too difficult. I don't, if I try and think about a situation recently where I can't think of anything recently where I came to a moment that required vulnerability for me and I wasn't willing to lean into it or that I had some kind of apprehension. Now, I'm not unique in that way. What has happened was earlier in my life, I mean, the the idea of being vulnerable was really foreign to me. It had no real value as far as I was concerned in my life and how I would communicate with people. And so it wasn't even on the spectrum of things that Giorgio could do or even thought of using in his life. But I found that whenever I was feeling stuck, and it took me a little while to get there, but whenever I was feeling really stuck in some aspect of my life, it required having a vulnerable conversation, which meant I had to be willing to be vulnerable. So understanding vulnerability internally helps facilitate the ability to have vulnerable conversations with people which would drive progress forward in my life. It was almost like removing a bottleneck or taking the handbrake off with whatever I was wrestling with. So the more time I spent getting really clear on what was going on internally and being vulnerable with myself, I was able to then communicate those vulnerabilities to the people around me, whatever the circumstances were, in order to be able to drive whatever it was that I was dealing with, whether it was a relationship with my wife, relationship with family, business situations, business deals, or you know, legal situations, or even just decisions in the business, whatever it was that was required, I was able to be vulnerable with myself and be honest with myself, which then allowed me to then communicate that vulnerability and that openness with other people, which removed most blockers to making progress. And then things would take off really quickly. So it's something that I use as a tool to help me get unstuck. And I encourage most people to do that. The reality is, 
amongst other reasons, I think one of the the core reasons people get stuck is because they're not willing to be vulnerable with themselves. So I want to see if I can address that here and maybe give you a couple of tools or even just a reframe, something to think differently about to help you start using vulnerability as an advantage rather than seeing it as some kind of weakness or disadvantage. So when it comes to being vulnerable with others, the only way you're able to do that is if you're being vulnerable and honest with yourself. So going inward and understanding what's going on for you on the internal landscape is going to be what dramatically transforms the way you show up in these interactions. So one of the things that I do, something I do regularly, quite honestly, I do it daily, is I go for a walk and I don't take my phone. I'm rarely listening to anything and uh, the world doesn't have easy an easy way to reach me when I go out on my walk. The only people that can really reach me is my wife if she needs to. And so for me, these are opportunities where I'm disconnected from everyone else. I'm not serving people. I'm not thinking about how, you know, the coaching sessions that I've been having or the group coaching or anything like that. I'm just being honest with myself and reflecting on my own life and all the different areas of my life. On some of my walks, I'm focusing on one area. On other walks, I might be focusing on the entirety. I'm looking at the wholeness of my life. And I will spend time being honest with myself, almost as if I was to write a letter to somebody I love dearly and I wanted to share with them what's going on with me. But instead of writing that letter, I'm having the dialogue with myself internally. So what does that look like? Well, I'm honestly having a conversation with myself, asking myself, what's going on? Where do you feel like things aren't fulfilling some kind of expectation for yourself? Where do you feel you are experiencing some level of disappointment? And what areas do you feel like you're struggling to improve? And now I use the words or the word improve in quotation marks because I'm not actually interested in improving things because that implies, especially when it comes to ourselves, it implies that somehow we are inferior and it's only when I do this that I am better or I am the person I'm supposed to be. And I'm not about that. I won't get into the the deeper layers of the psychology there, but in essence, it basically says that who you are as you are today is not enough. And so I, I don't like using the word improve unless I'm speaking to a project or something like that that does require some kind of effort and creativity and application of myself. So I'll I'll have these walks. I'll go on these walks and I'll ask myself these questions and I will be brutally honest with myself to the best of my ability. I will come up with an answer and then I will ask myself, are you being completely honest? Is that the whole truth? Which forces me to reflect on that. Am I being honest with myself? Yeah, that one's really straightforward. This is really disappointing for me. I feel like this isn't going the way I expected. This sucks. This is just really shit. And so in those moments, I think to myself, well, that's that's about as honest as I can get about it before I go and then change whatever's going on for me. If I feel like I'm not quite honest with myself, if I feel like, well, I'm not quite getting to the core of it, I'll ask myself, well, what's holding me back from being honest here? And usually in those cases, I'll find that I'm worried about sounding like a dick or I'm worried about sounding cruel about somebody else that's disappointed me. And so I'll suspend the the concern of being judged by myself or other people. And this is all an internal dialogue. And I'll suspend these potential judgments, put them aside, and then I'll be a layer deeper or several layers deeper in experiencing honesty with myself. 
And so by doing so, I'm getting raw details and raw data from what's going on internally that then I can do something with. Because when you're not being honest with yourself, things are usually lingering in your blind spots. And the reason it is, is because you put it there. You're like, I don't want to be dealing with this right now. I'd rather not admit how I'm feeling or how I'm seeing this situation. So I'm just going to take that, park that over there. But then if you leave it there long enough, eventually you forget it's there. It's kind of like the, what is it? The second drawer in the kitchen, right? That, or the second drawer in the bathroom that everybody just sort of like opens the drawer, piles everything in, closes the drawer and be like, nope, not going there again. But if you leave that stuff in there long enough, you forget what's in there. And so that's what's happening with your blind spots. You shove these things back there because you're like, now's not a good time. I don't want to be dealing with those emotions or whatever that is that's showing up. I'm just going to park you there. But if you insist on parking it there long enough, you'll just forget that it exists. Now, if you want to make progress moving forward, you've got to take these things out of your blind spots, which requires being honest with yourself. And so you bring these forward, you look at them in front of you, and then you are then empowered to actually do something about it because you've taken something that's out of your blind spot and brought it front and center. So there's no more hiding from it. Now, once you've got it front and center and you're being honest with yourself through this vulnerability, then if it involves somebody else, if the next step, if your issue is with somebody else, if your challenge is in a relationship with your partner or with a family member or a business partner or even a colleague, you then have the opportunity to communicate what you've revealed to yourself to those people. Now, that's where the vulnerability part comes in because you're coming into the conversation and the, the dynamic with the cards you've been dealt by the, the dealer of life, if you like. And instead of what most people do, which is hold their cards close to their chest, and then occasionally they might like, they'll just sort of like reveal one and they'll put it down on the table, but keep the other cards really close. Because they're like, I'll show you one if you show me yours. And it becomes this sort of like tug of war of who's going to reveal more first, which drags on progress. Like it slows it down to a crawl. So my preference is you get to go into these conversations now that you're honest with yourself and you're looking at the raw hand that you've been dealt. And you walk into the conversation and say, hey, I'd like to be really open and honest with you about something or this particular situation. This may be uncomfortable. It's certainly uncomfortable for me, but I want to show you where I'm at. And then you, d- you lay out all your cards, not aggressively, not abruptly, but considerately, right? You're being considered in the way you're laying it all out. Here's this card. And I realize that with this card, I'm, I think I'm starting to feel a little bit disappointed, maybe even overwhelmed with the way the situation is, which has also led me to feel that this card has also created a lot of confusion for me, which makes it hard for me to know which way to go from here. And then I also realized that I was concerned about the way you would think and feel about me being open with, which is what this card's about, right? So you're sort of laying out each and every one of these cards for them, not hiding any of them, not keeping any up your sleeve or, you know, down your belt line or anything like that. You're like, these are my cards. The only way you can be honest with other people is if you are honest with yourself. And so that's why I suggest having those conversations with yourself first and getting honest. And it doesn't have to be an internal dialogue conversation. It can be written. If you journal and that's your style, do that. If you type and that's your style, do that. But you want to be honest with yourself. And that way, when you go into these conversations, there's no surprises. It's not like while you're having this dialogue with this individual, they start asking you questions and you're realizing 
you hadn't thought it through, you didn't realize how you were actually feeling and it's starting to overwhelm you and you're feeling yourself getting worked up in the conversation. If you've been honest with yourself to begin with, going in with vulnerability becomes less intimidating because you've already had an exploration of what's going on for you. So then it's just a matter of relaying and maybe even translating what's going on inside for you to the person that you want to engage, or the people if it's multiple people. And so it helps you get a clearer understanding of your perception. It helps you get a clearer understanding of what the emotions are that are showing up as a result of your perceptions. And it gives you the opportunity to be really vulnerable with others. The reason you want to be vulnerable and open with others is because firstly, you will find that they will probably reciprocate because you're leading through example. You're showing them that you're willing to be vulnerable, which people usually reciprocate with their own vulnerability and honesty. Sometimes they're discovering how they're honestly feeling and what they're perceiving during that conversation, but they're usually willing to just explore the conversation with you because you've led the charge. Not because you're being manipulative, this is really important, but it's about being as transparent as you can be without an ulterior motive, without trying to get that out of them, but rather them being open and honest with you, just being a side effect of you being open and honest to begin with. And so what that ends up doing is it sort of validates and creates a secure space for other people to start opening up and being vulnerable too. And as a result of that, you then get to have conversations that create progress. The only way you're going to make progress is if things are out on the table and there's nothing that's hidden. And so by bringing these things out on the table, even if there's a little bit of shame or humiliation or embarrassment associated with them, you're more likely to start leading towards a conversation that creates an outcome that everybody's getting a win-win situation out of, which then you all get to walk away with a sense of empowerment from, rather than you feeling stuck in your own little bubble, in your own little internal world, not understanding why you're feeling the way you're feeling. This opens up the opportunity for you to then make progress, but not only by yourself, but with others. We make so much more progress when we involve other people in our process because that usually helps them see what contribution they can make to what we're trying to work towards. This is essential in relationships because you don't have a relationship by yourself. You have a relationship with another person. And so it's important that you're both open and vulnerable with each other so you can make the progress in the relationship especially if you're feeling stuck, which happens in all relationships. So reducing how long you feel stuck for in a relationship because when you're being open and honest with each other and having it all out on the table, even if it's uncomfortable, even if you're on the risk of being judged, but by leading the charge, you're creating a space for other people to reciprocate and start doing the same. And that's where things start to unlock in a really cool way. Now, to be really clear, this kind of flies in the face of playing games. A lot of people try to be really strategic and tactical about who they tell what to and that someone's going to use it against them and and be manipulative and spiteful and do kinds of all kinds of deceitful acts. And look, there's always a risk of that happening. I I can't say that that won't be a risk, but I weigh up the risk of that happening in comparison to the risk of making no progress whatsoever because things are being kept in the internal world. There's no honesty and there's no vulnerability within yourself that the risk of staying stuck and what life looks like doing that as opposed to or weighed against the risk of having people manipulate and use information against you I think is much greater feeling stuck because you will probably lead to experiencing a greater sense of regret having never 
being vulnerable and honest with yourself and other people as opposed to holding things back because you were worried that someone was going to use something against you. It's very possible that's going to happen. I'm not going to lie. But when you weigh out the two options, to me, it's a no-brainer. Whenever I've been in a situation that I didn't want to be in initially, and I didn't like the circumstances because I couldn't quite see the gift of the experience, I realized that it was, I was usually in a dynamic that involved other people. And it was creating a sense of vulnerability within myself. I was feeling quite vulnerable. And so instead of reacting, not realizing that the vulnerability was what was causing the reaction, I would slow myself down and be thoughtful and I would reflect, why is this causing these feelings? What is going on for me? How am I seeing this situation? What about this is making me uncomfortable? And as I would explore all of these different aspects of what I was wrestling with and being brutally honest with myself, it was facilitating my ability to be vulnerable with myself, which then if I was ever dealing with a counterpart or a partner or someone that I needed to talk through the situation with, I could be honest with them in the conversation and not hold things back. And usually what would happen was that would be like a spark to kindling that would just light the flame almost instantly and start making progress. And I've got many stories where this occurred. In fact, years ago, God, this must be now over five years ago, I had a really vulnerable conversation with my sisters where I laid everything out and I admitted to them that I felt like everything that I tried to do just wasn't ever enough for them. And it required a lot of vulnerability for me to share that with them because I had finally realized that that was one of the things that I was feeling was getting in the way of my relationship with them. Now, I won't go into the details of how everything went because the details are almost irrelevant, but what ended up happening was in me sharing that vulnerability with them, I, I told them, you don't actually need to do anything to change this. This isn't a you thing. This is a me thing, but I wanted to share it with you. So by sharing that with them, what that forced me to do was then admit to myself that this is on me. This is my responsibility because it's just my perception of the situation. Even though there was some truth to it, it was still my own perception. That, and that's the only thing I'm in control of. So then I went away and worked on that. And I said to them, you don't need to change anything. This is something that I'm going to work on and change. I just wanted to share it with you. And then by working on it, I let it go. And it was no longer an issue. What that facilitated was us to have a relationship that is now stronger than it was before I was able to say that. But it required me being the one willing to be vulnerable with them. And in order for me to be vulnerable with, vulnerable with them, I had to be honest with myself. And I've seen that time and time again. I've been in hostile situations where people have been very hostile and things have been, there's been a, a lot on the line and it has been leading with vulnerability that has allowed me to cut through the noise of trying to be strategic and trying to play the game. And, you know, if I, if I play the chess game of being five or 10 steps ahead of them, then I'll outsmart them. I didn't do any of that stuff. I just cut through the noise and cut through the bullshit and put everything out on the table and said, this is the situation I'm in. This is how I'm seeing it. This is what I think is creating issues. Is there an opportunity for us to move forward from here? In essence. And 10 times out of 10, we'd find a way through it. And be amicable and respectable about it. And usually come out of the other end of these interactions feeling closer. And I put it down to vulnerability. Whenever I've done the opposite in my past, all that's done is create a wedge, almost a canyon between me and the other person that I was trying to deal with. And it was because I wasn't willing to be honest with myself, I wasn't being vulnerable with myself, and then I wasn't being willing to be vulnerable with them. 
So if I can give you these tools, it's a game changer for all aspects of life. No area of your life will be untouched in a empowering way through being vulnerable. It's an incredible tool and it can transform the way you communicate as well. So please use it to your advantage. I've given it to many of my clients who are leaders who have had to navigate very hostile, intense situations. And time and time again, whenever they implement it, they find that it works incredibly and it's empowering for everyone involved. So please use it to your advantage. It could be a total game changer for you. I wanted to share this topic with you because it's something that I've experienced in my personal life, but also something that I've given to a lot of people and have seen some remarkable results for them too by using this tool. So hopefully if you start implementing it, please use it. Use it to your advantage. Start making progress in areas that you feel stuck. And believe me, this stuff works. What I bring to the episodes we create, the all of my writings, my book, everything that I'm doing, I give you what I've used. So it's tried and tested. So please use it to your advantage. And I hope you're getting value from this. And really quickly, if you are getting value from this, I want to ask a huge favor of you. If you could spend 20 seconds jumping into Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you're listening to the podcast or even here on YouTube and leave a review, leave a five-star review if you're getting a lot of value from it. It makes a huge difference and it helps me get the message out to try and change the people's lives that I'm trying to reach. So please spend the time doing so. It makes it, it makes a massive difference and it's only 20 seconds of your time. I'd love if you could do that. In the meantime, we will keep producing content and I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for being here.